Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Greetings, my X-Files geeks, and welcome back to Reopening the X-Files, the podcast that proves the truth is still out there. I'm Nate, the Ultimate Movie Geek, and I'm joined once again by the enigmatic Agent Powell. Hi, hi. You alright? You alright? Tired? Yeah. <laughs> Always. We're back for season two. And this is just a, re- a reminder, please remember that there will be spoilers for the 27-year-old series. <laughs> Massive spoilers. Massive spoilers, because, you know... We're talking it, it, about the yeah. <laughs> So, we're back for season two. I persuaded you, yeah. No, you've just kind of started talking and recording me, so yeah, if that's persuasion, yeah, oh, you did. That's, yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> I got you to marry me, so I must be quite persuasive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> season two, should we should we go into the story? Yeah. Which yeah. I think you should do because I think you enjoy this episode. I think you like this one a lot. You even. I said we'll put point on X Files, and you just started humming the tune that is used in the. Is it back? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, you do it. I do it. I'll just talk when you finish. You'll just talk when I finish. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you've got a fanboy fact. You give fact. us synopsis. You've got a fanboy fact to do in a bit, haven't you? Uh, the plot in this episode it's the first episode of the second season. Mulder goes to the. <laughs> yeah. Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico to continue his search for proof of extraterrestrial life. Easy for me to say. Meanwhile, Scully attempts to aid him after being separated following the closure of the X-Files at the end of the last season. It's a good episode. I enjoy this one. It's a brilliant one. It's one of my favourites, this. I know. That's why I said it. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good one. Um... It starts off with Mulder, like you said, they close the X Files. Mulder's on a really rubbish little case, sit listening. No, and he's he's absolutely (laughs) hating life. Um, Scully's doing like medical um, exams. She's like teaching, isn't she? She's quantico. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they walk past each other, and he doesn't even sort of notice her, does he? Proper knob. He is. (laughs) (laughs) He's a lovable knobhead. Because he's so wrapped up in his own world, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's so desperate. He's a, he's a little bit like now we're stuck in the house with three of them. He's a little bit like a uh, petulant child. Oh, they're not petulant. 
chip over. No, than not. Sometimes. But yeah, I know what you mean. He is very self-involved. Yeah, he is. Very, very much so. Um. Anyway, it cuts to he gets called to. I can't I never remember the guy's name. The senator's office. Uh. Yes. And he's listening to back. Uh. So the attorney's sort of making small talk. He turns to me and he's like, "Let's listen to it again." And Senator Richard Matheson. There you go. And he's talking about how it's on the Voyager, it's on the gold disc of the yeah. Voyager, some of the first music on there. And they're making small talk, they turn it up, play it again, and this and then he gives all this information to Mulder yeah. that he needs to get to the um Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. He needs to get there, he'll have twenty four hours ahead. Before blueberries get there. People. Um and he's like, Well what am I looking for? And he just simply says, Contact. So off Mulder goes. Next day, Skinner hauls Scully in, wondering where the hell Mulder is, because he hasn't turned up for his assignment. Genuinely doesn't know, and you can tell, so it's quite good he didn't tell her. But even Skinner is like, she's worried about him, so she doesn't know. She's surprised, yeah. Um, She, obviously, they speak to each other, he lets her know what the crack is, that he's down in the uh, Puerto Rican jungle, (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. Um, she then proceeds to get out there, doesn't she? Because yeah. he's wanting her there. But she's being followed, isn't she? Yeah. After turning up at his apartment and turns out the apartment's been bugged. Yeah. And I like the fact that he's, the, the people come in like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I feed his fish when he's not here. Huh? And she does because she, she does it in later series. Yeah. Um, and she, she dropped something that had come off the printer. No, they picked it up. They picked it up. No, it and dropped though no, when no. they came oh, in. Oh, right. And he went over and picked it up ah. and went, what's this, what's this? And she was just pretending to feed the fish sort of thing and she spills it everywhere. He throws it away. Yeah, and they get the other guy's like, oh, it's test paper, just ignore <laughs> it, printers do it. So he bins it and she uses it because she's like thin, spilling it. Yeah. And she'd like pours it into it and then tips a bit of food back in and then she very discreetly puts Shoves it into it her pocket. Or something, she? Yeah. Um... <laughs> It, I just really enjoy this one. Yeah. It's a bit of um, it's not a, is it a bottle episode that you call? Uh, but a lot of it is uh, filmed in. No, in I don't think it is. But yeah, him. it's a couple of places. Yeah, and he's like he's in this observatory, and you think he's alone, and then he he realizes there's Someone a janitor. In the toilet, yeah. yeah, there's a janitor in the toilet hiding. He doesn't what was speak. he? Was he a janitor? Because he was locked. I thought he was there cleaning it. Oh, no, I don't know. I can't remember. I could be totally wrong, but I thought, I don't know why, I thought he introduced himself as a janitor. It's probably because he's dressed like a janitor yeah. from American high schools. Um, but the, he he's trying to tell him all this stuff. He can't understand him. He kind of gets a gist of what he's saying, like people come yeah. in. And then he um, draws a picture of one of the people on the wall and it's yeah. a uh, grey alien. Typical, typical grey. Yeah. And then all the the music starts because there's they've got like they've got all the old I can't think what they call the big recordings the tapes, um and they start playing so they clicks on recording all the lights start flashing mm. and off he runs terrified so Mulder goes after him yeah um and there's lights in there and then he he finds him dead like yeah. literally almost frozen like he's scared stiff literally yeah he takes him back doesn't he um and it's it's all of that it's all of the like oh my god what could have caused that where's scully when you need her why not she <laughs> um it is it's just a really really fabulous it one is. It, um, it starts as well with a, a, a 
a voiceover at the beginning with Mulder and he's talking about the Voyager space probes. There was two, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. And, like, they're interested in themselves. Um, but what pricked my ears up was he's listing where they were in, like, 1991 and all that. And he says it's going past Saturn, or it passed Saturn in 1991. And we, I think we know a few years ago, both Voyagers have passed outside the gravitational pull of the sun now. Yeah, so they're in deep space, watched. aren't they? What was it? Uh, what is it we watch with um, Professor Brian Cox and Darren O'Brien? What's his first? Darren O'Brien. Yeah. Stargazing Live. Some yeah, Stargazing Live, and they put a picture on. Uh, yeah. One one of the. Of a, a, of an the image Voyager. from Voyager. Yeah. Looking back at the looking sun. In back at our solar system, yeah. and a pixel, like yeah. one of the pixels was the Earth. Yeah. And it's just like wow. <sighs> Absolutely. It just makes How you go. It's, it's like <laughs> I know. I can't think about it too much because I haven't got the intelligence, and it boggles my mind. You know, I mean, you just can't. Can't you? Can't comprehend. Yeah, can't comprehend it. the fact that it's out there, and it's still going, and it's going into something that is so massive. Yeah, and we're just like this dot. It's mental. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but we digress. It. It's. Um... We have to mention that because that's a big part of the story. Yeah. Because that's where the signal's coming from. It's yeah. an answer to the, the questions on the Voyager, which yeah. which I like. But it, it <laughs> repeats stuff back that Fox Mulder's been recording himself, doesn't yeah. it? Because he's talking in the tape recorder to Scully, because obviously he's on his own and she's not there, and yeah. he's like downtrodden because the X Files have gone and Deep Throat said, Trust no one. Yeah, last and it repeats all these little things, doesn't it? Back to him in really slowed. It's like, mm, it's quite a scary slow. one. I found it quite scary the first time I watched it. I mean, it's not terrifying, obviously, but, it, no, but you know, it's intriguing. Yeah. And it's, um, it's and enough she, to spur on a season, I think. Yeah. And she, she cracks on. She uh, disappears off to go find him. She realises she's being followed at the airport because the people are just absolutely useless. <laughs> useless aren't they? Yeah, I reckon I could follow somebody better. I mean, <laughs> I probably couldn't, to be fair, but they are pretty shocking, like like proper yeah, but... walking behind her as soon as she turns around, doing the old 180 Turn away, spin yeah, no. and looking at the sky. And... Well, it's like she does something simple and they automatically move. You could, you, it's yeah. hard, isn't it? It's so like... she phones some false um, flight details in, doesn't she? Yeah. She just phones Mulder's apartment, leaves false flight flight details, and then this couple are like, it's okay, we know we're going. She's got the Caribbean. We'll just go over that flight. So they bugger off, don't they, to a different terminal? She actually, different all one. the way she was got. Is it Santiago? I can't remember where she was flying into. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a really interesting one it is about aliens and it yeah. genuinely in this one is aliens yes but you don't really see them no no well it's, it's best you yeah. know you don't want to show you don't everything see them. you just know that they're out there and they're doing something try to interact um and they're sending our own message back to us yeah so it's yeah it's i just really really enjoy this one this episode is also significant for the series as well because it, it gives us our first visualization of Samantha Mulder's abduction. Abduction, yeah. Not seen it before, have we? No, not before this. It's always been descriptions. And even though the descriptions don't add up to what we see on screen, it goes... I think Chris Carter said that it's because Mulder's not a reliable source. 
No. So. Well, um, he's, he's uh, like any t- anything. If you t- if we both witness the same thing, we tell it slightly differently. Wouldn't well, we? I think there's many episodes like that, though. Yeah. Isn't there? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a brilliant, brilliant one of my favorite series. Not. I absolutely love Life at All. Really, really, so. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think of Samantha's abduction? Do you think it's uh played out quite nicely? It's it's, it's a good abduction story scenario. Do you think it, it works? The fact that. Mulder's got this guilt that he was mean to his sister just before yeah. she was taken. Well, that's that's the whole point of having brothers and sisters, isn't it? Sibling, yeah. sibling rivalry, siblings arguing. You know, are you even related to somebody if you don't hate them while you <laughs> live together as children at home? Uh, that's just my personal experience. <laughs> there might be some people that get on with their siblings. Um, I think you get on with them more when you, you, you move, move out. away from yeah, each other. Yeah, you do, yeah. Definitely. Um, right, I, I'm one of four, you're one of three, so, and I'm the youngest. Um, so no, it's, it's good because he's, they're at that awkward ages as well, aren't they, where there's that bit of an age gap between them, yeah. so he don't want to be doing all the little things with her, and yeah. and like you say, he's quite mean to her. Well, then he's very protective yeah, because he tries to he, save her. he feels guilty because he feels like yeah. he should have done something more, but I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, he was a child, wasn't he? And what he saw is what's driven him. Yeah. And the grief he felt, the guilt he's felt, all those feelings that go with what happened to his sister is what made him moulder. Yeah. And what's given him the passion to follow, you know, all the unexplained things and all the believe the people who other people wouldn't believe because yeah. he feels like he's been through that himself. It's made him quite compassionate. It's yeah. made him quite vulnerable. Um, yeah, easily led, isn't easily it? Easily led, easily influenced as well. But, you know, he has got, like we said, he's quite an annoying bit of an asshole, bit <laughs> of a, you know, self, <laughs> self-involved self ass. Yeah. But he's Everyone's actually, in his world. Yeah. Whereas yeah, he's not it's, inhabiting it's the, the same. It's the show and everybody's yeah. a character. Um, but actually, you know, he does listen and he, he looks out for the small guy. He's quite humble and moral, mm, I think. I agree. Yeah. I like it. Uh I've, I've thrown this one in. This is a bit, bit of a section, but what you'd rate this episode as a as quite a good one, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd say it's what top tier episodes for me. Yeah. 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 Because it, it doesn't outstay its welcome. It's not a big part of the conspiracy theory. It's got a little bit of it, but it also shows where he gets his uh, sort of staying power, doesn't yeah, it? His drive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you know what time it is? God, is it fanboy fact time? It's fanboy fact time! <laughs> Hashtag fanboy facts. If there's any fanboy facts that you want to share with us, uh, hashtag it. Hashtag fanboy facts. Or at me, at Movie Ultimate on Twitter. And share those fanboy facts. First fanboy fact of this season. It's the only season premiere of The X-Files not to be written by Chris Carter. Oh. Which I, you know, I wouldn't have thought because it... it it's quite. It is quite different to the usual, and it's not tied into it's too much, is it? Yeah. All right. Um, second fanboy fact, and this is going to be a fanboy fact from you. The wow signal is mentioned. Can you explain for our viewers what the wow signal is? It, uh, it was something they listened to at NASA, wasn't it? They were playing it back and heard they had a signal. Um, they couldn't locate it. They thought it was off planetary, and it seemed to be. Oh, I can't think of the word. Wow. 
Yeah, he, and he couldn't believe how good the signal was. It was from a part of space, yeah. you know, it was part of space. They didn't know what they were looking at. Thought it was unmanned. Uh, unmanned? What am I in about? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Came um, from the direction uh, the constellation Sagittarius. Oh, there you go. I thought it was Vegas. And bore the expected hallmarks of extraterrestrial origin. Yes. So he... He wrote the he word, wrote in the, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because they were uh, amazed... But I've read something recently oh, no. that seems to say that it was on planet and they do think they know what it was. But I don't know, because you know sometimes you read these things and depending which stuff you read in scientific paper or which report. Yeah, go on. But I'd read something saying they thought it actually is on planet and not, they thought it was quite explainable now. None of the uh, different hypotheses are adequate for the explanation of the signal as a, a you know, I'm just I'm literally skimming this now but it still looks like it is the best example of a signal of extraterrestrial mm, one there's been more recently haven't there a regular one yes yes yeah. mm. I can't remember what that is but yeah we are getting sidetracked but that, that I, I we had to throw that in as well because yeah. it's mentioned and they do describe it in the episode and it, again it's one of those examples of the X-Files pulling in real stuff from yeah. the real world. And it's funny as well because like recently NASA have have released oh is it NASA? Yeah, it is. They've released a load of footage that they have said these are UFOs. That's we don't NASA. know what they are. It's the US military. Is it? Yeah. Ah, I thought it was NASA. No. Oh well. Uh fanboy fact number three. In this episode, Senator Richard Matheson is introduced. Uh <laughs> named after the science fiction and horror writer of the same name. Uh he was the author of I Am Legend. And episodes of Twilight Zone. He also adapted his short story Jewel into a screenplay, which was directed by Steven Spielberg in 1971. Which you can find a review of on my YouTube channel. I am legend. Link below. Yeah, but there's a better film than I am legend, I think. And it's uh, The Omega Man. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't like Charlton (laughs) Hair. I know that's probably quite controversial, but... (laughs) Sorry. It's closer to the the source material. Mm. I did enjoy Iron Legend, but anyway. Uh, the X-Files Little Green Men had already had a... Oh, I'll start that one again. <laughs> In this episode, and until the episode One Breath, all Scully shots are pretty much chest up. Like waist up because she was in advanced pregnancy so they had to cover that bump somehow <laughs> because she wasn't pregnant but then there's an episode later on where you see it fully don't you um darren mcgavin uh, star of kolchak the night stalker which w- was uh heavily influenced the x-files um was approached to play the role of senator matheson but he turned it down and he came back. I put this in because we watched this episode recently. He came back and played the older Arthur Dales, the retired FBI agent in the 1998 episode Travelers. The one with the spider in the mouth. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. Good, like, backdoor pilot, I think. Mm. Um, it's the first episode to open with what will become one of the series trademarks, a voiceover over the pre-credits teaser. Um, we've already discussed this, but it's the first visualization of Samantha's abduction, and again, it, it differs because of Mulder's uh, shaky remembrance of the <laughs> of the event. 
Uh, if you look closely at the papers that both Mulder and Scully print out um, of the contact, the column reads 1013 over and over again. And 1013 is Chris Carter's production company, as well as his birthday, October the 13th. It'd be 1310 if it was in England, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's <laughs> pointing out. <laughs> yeah, he put it wrong, didn't he? Yeah. Go back to front, idiot. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not. On first viewing, the Fox executives hated this episode and wanted it completely redone. I disagree. I completely disagree. And yeah. I think, again, it shows the uh, the gap between executives yeah, the execs and, and makers. Actual, the, the fans, <laughs> yeah. Not surprisingly, Mulder's computer password is... Trust no one. Yes. They're, these were the last words that Deep Throat said before he died and was indeed used in the titles of the season one finale, the X-Files, oh God, I'm saying it again, the Earl and Mayor Flask. Moving <laughs> <laughs> swiftly on. Oh dear. Originally, the opening monologue was supposed to be read by Senator Matheson, which would have beefed up his, his part. inclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, second appearance, this was the second appearance of, of uh, Walter Skinner, the assistant director. The character had previously appeared in only one X-Files episode in season one, which was Toons. Mulder drives a tan second-generation Chevy K5 Blazer, which is the same one that he drove in the episode Shapes. Oh, that's a fanboy fact, isn't it? <laughs> um, you've pointed this out, actually. And I think it's it's down to casting, isn't it? And but the the kid who plays young Fox during the abduction scene has brown eyes, whereas Mulder has like a grey green. Grey green, yeah. Doesn't work, does it? No, it I spotted it. I was like, why have they cast a kid with it? They do it a lot in films. It annoys me. Yeah. The the best example is uh, Harry Potter. Where everyone says that you've got your mother's eyes. And he doesn't have the same colour as his mother's eyes. <laughs> uh, this is the first episode which the agents carry Sigsaw pistols. I This gun information, I don't know this stuff. The standard issue weapon of the US federal government. Mulder carry the full-size Sigsaw P226. And Scully carries the compact P228. There you go. That's uh, for all our gun lovers out there. <laughs> Chris Carter originally wanted Mulder to travel to Russia to trace the extraterrestrial signals, but these plans fell through. Puerto Rico became the location instead. But, you know, later in the series, they do go to Russia, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, on November 27th, 1973, this is a good fanboy fact. Mulder wanted to watch The Magician before his younger sister, Samantha, was abducted by aliens. The episode in question was The Magician, Lady in a Trap. So they had a specific date and specific episode that they were going to play. The first episode... get that right, but they can't get the kids' eyes colour right. Christ's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, The first episode to touch on Mulder's love of sunflower seeds. Now, I question this. I thought he had them in the first series, but thinking back and looking back, I don't think they do. No, I can't remember. can't remember them. Uh... And finally, it's the first time we actually see a real extraterrestrial in the series. Chris Carter felt that it was time to finally reveal one. 
So that's why we believe or know that it was actual contact that Moore gets. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of Fanboy Facts, everybody. What Fanboy Facts eh? It was. Well, it's a series premiere. What did you think about those? Yeah, interesting. Some <laughs> of them weren't. Some of them were Yeah. Nice ones. Yeah. So we're back for season two, and we're going to continue. I don't know if we're going to do daily. Five days a week. Maybe, maybe a couple a week. Mm. Maybe a... Monday and Thursday or something like that. We will figure it out. So we'll see you next time on Reopening the X-Files. You can follow me at Twitter at Movie Ultimate, Facebook at Ultimate Movie Geek, and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ultimate Movie Geek. And thank you for listening, and thank you for coming back. Thank you for downloading. Uh, We do appreciate it. We do enjoy looking at the little world map we've got of seeing who's listening. So remember, everybody, look to the sky. Look to the stars. The truth is out there. I made this. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.